Hello and happy new year and welcome back to the mystical artist podcast with me. I have the lovely (laughs) mysterious very mysterious Gina Donovan. Happy new year. Remington Donovan. (laughs) (laughs) Happy new year. Gina Donovan. (laughs) We're back. I hope we got to our new year's resolution is just podcasting podcasting and going back to the consistency. But Isaiah goes through these phases where he just doesn't nap. And then we're like, well, we'll do it at night when he goes to bed. And then he goes to bed at a light. He doesn't nap. He has adult bedtime. Yeah. And adult awake time. It'll be 10 o'clock. And you're like, okay, it's adult bedtime now. Yeah. And then that, which is an hour later than Vermont. Vermont yeah. adult bedtimes like eight or nine. I think I a everybody's old here, or b everybody's a farmer. Yeah, I don't know. I think we should just bring the podcast equipment in the car. It's gonna have to come to that. Oh, and just drive them around. <laughs> yeah. That actually might work because we have yeah, the headsets, so. like yeah, the... those fighter jet headsets. Wait, would you be okay with that while you're driving? Yeah, I think we'd need to make it happen, hell or high water. All right, let's do it. It's mostly so people are like hanging out. Yeah. This is our offering. This is our seva to the I think world. it's I think it's a really good seva now because 2024 already feels like like it's over. What are, it's like it's already <laughs> it's over. It's done. Everybody's but I'm also done. like, what are people listening to? Which is I don't mean to make it all about us, but I'm like, we gotta we gotta record the pod because I actually like listening back to it, which I should have mysteriously kept to myself. But I do like to listen to the episodes mainly because well, I edit them, and then I want to make sure that I when I export, they sound good. So I end up listening to the episode about three times. Well, we, (laughs) um, yeah, and we still probably should get an editor again, but we just, that ties it up because Gina does the editing, but we literally lost our editor to gay pride. He was like, (laughs) he's like, I'm so proud to be gay. I'm done. I don't have to work. Yeah, I don't have to work anymore. So the universe just bestowed uh, blessings upon him so he tuned into something <laughs> so we lost your brother yeah. that was gina's brother um so so we're here got a lot of talk to we're here lots of, lots well to get into. so it's a new year can i just um, jump in because i'm having a personal nine year and when it's funny because in the numerology report you have the virtues and vices and the vices yeah, are you really have that scathing report? No, not in front of me. But the vices are really scathing, and Hold we on. are They're reading not out loud. That scathing. Well, Don't not... discourage okay. people. Like I'm just sca- sca- those no, are from no, no, the no, book. No. It's so great. you're saying okay? The book wait, is let me scathing. let me prompt. Let me prompt. So I'm reading the nine, and it's like clumsy, crass, vulgar. It's like all these things. Um, not subtle, and I'm like, I'm not any of those things. And literally on the first day of the year, I had a bench fall on my toe. And then my knee hit into that same bench on day two. I broke I broke a, uh, a picture, a, a drawing that my friend made for me and got framed for me. And, Wait, and I've what's, just been what's I've just the, been an erotic. What, hold on. What's the other part say about blowing things out of proportion exactly which i'm blowing the vices section out of proportion gina you've been driving me crazy the second the (laughs) clock struck midnight the second it struck midnight it was every vice of nine which Mm. nine is the number of refinement of elegance of grace sophistication acuity and it's the master of all systems and um 
But the thing is, it's so attuned and so sensitive that one little, you know, it's the princess and the pea. Yeah. That's what you've been doing, man. I know, but I'm just thinking about you it. You better turn those agitating grains of sands into some kind of pearl. It's I'm turning it everything or, into gold. Or therapy. Um, yeah, I... Well, tell me then, in your nine year during an eight year, what's your plan? Well, so I was very specific on I wanted to make because I feel when I think of the number eight, I think of an eight count. So I'm like, oh, music, dance. And I've had on my um, goals list every single year is to make a movie. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a dance film. That's my like that's my uh, that's my personal art project that I'm doing. But I also um so these are my I know that everything needs to be like big picture goal oriented and I'm I'm gonna eventually get there but I felt like in the nine year using because the way I like to see it for your personal for my personal I don't want to confuse the audience okay thank you let me back up because you're jumping to things without perspective okay go for the entire collective it's 2024 and that is an eight year Yes. Just add the numbers up. So that means that the planet is operating in that arena. Yes. Right? And just not any different if, you know, the whole planet was experiencing, you know, winter for the whole year or whatever. And then you as an individual, you have your own personal number. And that's more your personal focus as you work in the arena of eight, which is high energy. Yeah. I mean, so... I have to say, I think I, I work really well with eight because I can, I have a lot of energy to get a lot of stuff done. Um, sometimes things take me longer to do, but I don't have a, I mean, some mornings I have problems. If I went to bed at three o'clock in the morning and I had to wake up at eight 30, I'm not like my whole day isn't completely ruined. Some days. Minus. <laughs> okay. But the nine year, I felt like for me specifically, I really wanted to lean into gracefulness, the subtlety, master of all, a level of mastery in what, what I want to like, do. What does that mean? Like, where do you apply that? Like, I was thinking because um, on an aesthetic level, my idea of grace and sophistication is like really making it a part of like my aura and owning it. So like you know, just carrying myself with more grace, um, wearing clothes that I feel like have like a level of like elegance to them. That's how I personally interpret the, my report. And also... So an excuse to buy top of the mountain cashmere. Is that what you're trying no. to say? No, but I feel like I got bottom of the mountain cashmere and I already have all those little pills on it. Cashmere is a scam. I think it's a scam. So, but anyway, all I'm saying is I feel like the number nine... I just I want to just really hone in on a level of gracefulness and mastery to then and mystery. I mean, really what the answer should be is I should be meditating more throughout the entire year because all my clumsiness and neuroses could have um, could be sort of tamed. Uh, and and I do think I need to tune into more of like an infinite space. And what I like that Stephanie talked about was like, you know, the the book that she was reading where she's like, 
people should be meditating or we should all try to like have a meditation practice because you can tune into this like infinite space and like learn how to do things outside of the paradigm that we're working with in the 3d. So I'm going to say you're becoming quite the example of nine because still none of that feels specific and nine's downfall. Do I have to be? Yeah. (laughs) Honestly. Yeah. I mean, for practical magic, you need to apply it. You need to put it into practice into things. What are the specific areas? not saying that you have to know all the answers yet, but nine is an ambiguous energy field. It's abstract consciousness, right? And it's subtlety. I'm just coming out of a nine year in a seven year, which is also a little empty, a little vapid on its, um, you know, short circuit side. It's where, where are you getting seduced? It's lazy, it's passive. And then nine, which is supposed to be refinement and acuity, right? And sort of behind the scenes. Um, and there's a limitlessness, like nine can maneuver through anything and figure anything out. And I felt I succumbed a bit to just, uh, I don't know if malaise is the right word, but I just, um, I felt a little unclear thing. I let, you know, I'm like sort of what is my definition? Um, whereas this year I'm having a personal tenure, which is, I love the nine energy because it's psychic and subtle, right? Whenever I teach, there's always like all the, almost all of like the students, they all have prominent nines because they're attuned to subtle energy fields. But then what do you do with it? So the ambiguity, like, so you're just, your goal is to just present more gracefully. But are you going to, do you want to convert that? Like, what are some, okay. And I think there's a refinement that can come in through, um, you know, through, for lack of a better example, like the refinement that you, um, that you see in art or music or culture or film. I think that like, and I, you know, I tend to, because I have a prominent seven, I tend to sort of indulge in like the outside, what like the outside world has for me to indulge in, which is all of those things that I'm like, well, maybe I could, maybe I could use this year to like go deeper into a study of refinement and a mastery of that. Because I do feel like I'm running out of examples of refinement of refinement and i also yeah like there's a part of me that's like you know when i'm writing these substack articles i'm like i wish i had better references i wish i like maybe took an art history class or well you know so step into the mastery of nine yeah it's funny how that (laughs) that word mastery has become demonized now as like uh, white supremacy everything's white supremacy still um yeah, mastery, if anything, to, to, to fall into that notion that you can't use the word mastery is like yet another technique, intentional 50/50, or man. not. But it it's conditions the mind to not do anything with excellence. Yeah. Um, wow. Oh, I can't have ability, right? I can't have master. I can't be at the top of my game at whatever it is. Um because now I'm oppressing others. Right. And unfortunately, there is like a horrible system in place, and especially in the old paradigm in the Piscean age that we're like brutally, slowly coming out of. Um, so don't, if you're someone listening and you fall for that shtick, I would say let it go and do things with excellence regardless of 
of your year, but it's also, we're just a few days into the new year. So I think, you know, I, I'm still figuring out the 10. To me, the 10 is obvious. It's, you know, it's star power. You already it's, had it's a 10 radiance. win, actually. Well, it's radiance, yeah. right? So it's it's large and in charge. It's a number I like and I have, uh, I, I'm used to it, right? And then the high energy, eight is this high impact. So that's like a charged battery. And then 10 is radiance. You know, there's a yogic teaching that really fundamentally all your prosperity comes from radiance, mm. right? So all of us, regardless of our numerology chart, we use every number. And so you need to use your nine and your sophistication and your grace and your attunement to subtlety. Um, but you also need to use the energy of 10 and be radiant. You're going, that's law of attraction, Right. But it's also sort of going big and being seen. So I try to take these abstract or not really abstract, but I try to take these notions and these ideas and these concepts. And then how do you nuts and bolts apply it to your life? I think that's where I'm a really good teacher with all of this stuff that becomes just so many that I watch and all this crap. And I had to like pick a bone email of all the fucking bullshit numerology I see out there. Um, but also it's extra bullshit because then what do you do? How do you apply that? So 10, what do I, what am I going to do? I have to create more. I need to, I need to get my vibe out there. I need to be seen more. So whether it's creating more videos, more in-person teaching, and also hope that the alignment where I, I show up, I need that, that switch, that level up again to show up on a couple of platforms, if you will, that are much bigger than mine. That's what happened to me in the past. Right. You know, is using those tens and people that were doing things at a much bigger level brought me up. Well, and going back to you, you writing that email and picking a bone with a lot of the uh, misinformation uh, numerology that you find well, that I we have found to fact, on Instagram. I'm going to be a fact checker. You had to be year. a fact checker. But if you think about it, numerology, it's kind of in this like weird wild west where no one actually knows what they're talking about. Well, that's not true. Well, no, I'm saying like, I feel like if you go to an astrology app, pretty much everyone, even if you're a basic astrologer, you kind of have like a sense of what there's, Aries and Mars is. But like numerology, I follow this different people and this one feng shui woman who's really cute. She'll just talk about what oh this number is. And I don't watch it because I don't believe her. I only believe you. <laughs> well, good. But I'm just so, saying like, I just feel like there's not... There aren't like many numerologists out there that I'm like, mm, that, well, that doesn't let me add, make it clear. That yeah. I, I hate numerologists. I know. <laughs> I also hate tarot readers. Um, but um, there are no numerologists. Yeah. Like I get quoted all the time by well and good. Yeah. And the last, actually the one, two, three, I had a really good talk and the writer was really sweet. Um, they, I'm like, who are these other quote numerologists? The thing is, what sucks is I also don't want to be that like pedantic jerk who's like, well, I have the one and only true way. Yeah. What I do have is a legacy and and there's it's rooted in tradition and teachings that are thousands of years old that really come from a primal source. The other thing that's tricky is 
the first rule of numerology is there are no rules. Right. So I can't even make the argument if someone's saying, oh, triple eight or eight is about karma, right? Like that was a thing that I saw that I was like, what does that even fucking mean? But so, and then I can't say, well, since there are no rules, sure, eight is about karma. But here I do want to clarify something. You can't say, like, that's like saying, whatever, Libra is about karma. Um, any All numbers would have, like, a karma to them, mm. meaning karma as, um, there's, you know, there's karma as in sort of a cause and effect. Like, you know, I was always taught, like, the karma of me letting go of this pen right here is it's going to fall on the table. And, and that's the karma. That's the big karmic lesson. But also karma is the notion of things that we're, we need to work on and improve. Every single number takes a deficient energy if you allow it or you can lean into that. We're just kind of joking about the nine. But it, it was odd, I swear, right at midnight. You started blowing everything out of proportion, stubbing yeah, your toe. Weird. <laughs> uh, I was like, see, numerology is real. But the good news is... You're totally tuning into nine. Yeah. So you just flip it. But in a numerology chart, every person has a karmic placement. And so any number, you just, um, you know, you there's areas to work on. And that's the sort of karmic lesson. So 10 has a karmic lesson. So every number is karma. Yeah. Right. But then what does that even mean? And how are you applying that to your life? Like it ain't shit if you're not taking these mumbo jumbo teachings and then converting it into a real world application, whether it's as small as buying new shoes or top of the mountain cashmere to align with the nine um, or, you know, becoming a, a movie star for a 10 year, for example, like we have a friend they were just in a, a pretty big movie with like some A-listers. And then the movie's coming out this year. They're having a 10 year. Yeah. And then I'm like, that's literally as 10 as it gets. Yeah. You're the movie that you're a co-star in with an A-list actor um, that you co-star with as yeah. their lover. Yeah. That's, I, I'm sorry, but it can't get that much more 10. I know. Other than spiritual radiance and you're now knighted or something. I would love to be knighted. <laughs> that would be cool. By, um, I can't, you're I can't lord, even. You're a lord, though. I still, <laughs> a lord. You have to, in, I think the Brit. In Scotland. I think I got you like a little square Oh, am I? Oh, land. yeah. Remember I am a lord in Scotland. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Lord we got to find Donovan. that. We got to go to the, yeah. Well, that name does work. And I do want to dress more kingly. <laughs> Yeah. I think I need, I have a lot of jackets now. We finally got down. Well, we then, actually have real winter coats. I mean, it's, but it's I, finally I, snowing. I do kind of want like a king coat with a big, like one of those fur collars, like right out of like Game of Thrones like or something. Like party rocking. No, please. <laughs> no, why, do you, why are you diminishing this? Sorry. God, I, that's my vulgar. That's yeah. nine is supposed to be refined and tuned. Oh, yeah. Um, um you're the base. Well, I just have to. I have a bone to pick. Don't be a simp. I, I have. A, yeah. Well, speaking I'm going to start using that. I'm not even sure that I know it. Are there yeah, any I don't know. any zillennials listening? Can you please email us a clear definition of a simp or the person that runs the Vermont Health Instagram? Whatever simp means. Oh, Inside joke. Weird. If you missed it. Okay. Um. But 
speaking of, I recently invited someone to Isaiah's birthday party and basically got a message saying that because I'm a new ager, which I resent being called a new ager, that um, she can't she can't come. <laughs> There's a weird move. No, like, that's hold on, Gina. Can, let me tell the story. You didn't even read the text message. No, okay, but, but you're go. already brutalizing it. This right, woman's go. not coming because she follows the narrow path of Christ. Yes, that's the reason. Not and the, I'm and I guess because we the new you just left out the like the most relevant part of that. Okay, which we someone do be like I'm not earlier, new the nature. the new agers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not every person listening has everything we say memorized, Gina. That's true. You're driving me crazy. Your nine's <laughs> driving me crazy. Okay, but it really hurt my feelings because first of all, I don't I think the the algorithm of new age like going back to I think how numerologists are really annoying and even tarot readers. Like I just feel like well, and astrologers and astrologers. I feel like there's for me, what I resonate more deeply with is like the, the origins, um, the origin story of all of these things, which is rooted in mystical Kabbalah and the tree of life. And I feel like, I feel like the algorithm of the new age and the algorithm of occultists is like messing up my vibe. But I just, I don't resonate with it. And I feel, I felt misunderstood. And I also was like, what? I mean, I don't, I'm not following the narrow path of Christ, but what, I what did go to mean? church like, last yeah, month. But, which, <laughs> like, but the point I, I want to get at, and just because we talked about it before, we can talk about it again, Jan, because it's becoming okay, a phenomenon it. It of is. people. I've <sighs> seen a lot of people like turn it's becoming a thing. Like I've now turned to Christ and I gave up whatever tarot or the new. And I changed my Instagram handle. Yeah. But I still want to talk about it. Yeah. First of all, everybody who like, if you did tarot or astrology and kind of got quote known, like you have a few thousand Instagram followers and now you're telling everybody that you now follow the narrow path of Christ or whatever. Um, First of all, you're just, it's all ego anyway, because you look at me, look at me, look at me. So it's completely self-serving and ego gratifying. But I guess what, A, being, because that means this person thinks I'm a new ager, which is insulting. I'm not, <laughs> but I'm not insulted. Yeah. I'm more delight. Like I feel like a cat now praying with its little mouse prey. I know. Or playing with its little mouse prey. I told prey my friend this too. She's like, shouldn't you be happy? <laughs> but the the like, um, I'm very interested in the ignorance. I'm also the people that I meet that claim like I now follow the narrow path of Christ. I'm always like, what what are you doing? Like, what is your actual spiritual practice? Because it's apparent in your aura and your energy that you have none. You have no energy. Like you're not moving anything. You're not attuned. You're not like, you're not invoking Christ's consciousness. And also the person that would probably never say that would probably be Christ. Right? Like, <laughs> totally. like if you are like really in your jam with your spiritual path, like meaning you actually apply the practice and put it, you know, principles and everything of it. Um, you're going to be like, hey, things are good, which also maybe is a hint that you need to apply a little more if you're allowing this person's text of somebody that wasn't even close to you 
bought like get under your well, skin and apparently so much. i only spent like four hours with her on a play date um and uh you have to spend what 200 hours to start a friendship isn't that what you read <laughs> no <laughs> that's to... that's listening to tim dylan <laughs> paraphrasing a wall street oh, okay, journal okay, article yeah. about friendship okay yeah so uh, so I read mean, the article i was i was rattled for a day and then the next day i totally forgot about it you haven't forgotten about it because we're podcasting. Well, about yeah. It. It's lingering. It's lingering. This is a good example of nine. nine You're I letting know. Some, the most subtle little pee like, get under your mattress here. Yeah. Um, but I want to bring up some very interesting points because when you're really in love with, if you love your Christ past so much, you should be so, you should, you're so in love with that. You're not going around dissing what other people are doing like that right. will have no interest in you it none of it seems christ-like in the typical christian sense but i do think though a lot of people if you just are tinkering right and just getting into tarot or just astrology the magical teaching is occultists are the lowest people on planet earth because they're not a part of a dharma. They're not part of like spiritual progress. You're tinkering with little cards and bells and whistles, right? And a bunch of fucking little spiritual tchotchkes and shit. And you got fucking a crystal and a statue. Um, I think that's all fair and well, right? But someone who decides I'm going the straight and narrow and I'm finding Christ, I think it's really just them longing because there's very few teachers in this arena, right? And you can like tinker with some cards, right? At the end of the day, I don't think it takes you that far. Um, I was taught tarot under the auspices of, um, you know, a, a, a lineage, a legacy of teachings, an actual spiritual path that's a dharma to evolve your soul and the great work, which eventually is union with God. So I do think that what we also see now is people are hungry and want something that is more disciplined. What your I now found Jesus discipline is, I have no idea. Because the few times I've gone to church, especially Kanye church mm. that we went to, yes, the ministers, I kind of like started getting seduced because all you got to do is just be like, yeah, Jesus, I accept you. I was a loser of putts. I, whatever, I did drugs and slapped you know, some women around or something. I mean, I didn't do that. I did drugs, but I'm just saying like, you can be forgiven and then life is easy peasy just to have Christ work it yeah, out. Love I'm Jesus. Like, he loves you. And yeah, well, which also feels a little codependent. Well, yeah. I and mean, what's up with Christ? Like you got to love him in order to be loved back. So it's not unconditional, but in that the messaging narrative. of Christ gets really convoluted, it seems. Well, but something tarot, which is a spiritual one of my favorite books on tarot, is it's from the Christian Hermetic tradition. In our opinion, we would say whether Christ was doing actual tarot readings, he was utilizing these techniques. Um, whether it's tarot or astrology or something, these are all techniques of sages. Um, but when you don't have the sage energy and you're just tinkering with charts and, and paper cards, um, you don't have a foundation. And it really, I don't think it's going to really take you that far. You might get a little insight or things like that. And hopefully that those tinkering with those practices will take you somewhere. But I think the desire for 
stricter quote religion. It's just they don't they don't this person or these people they don't have outlets. They don't know where to go, so they need something. Well, and I think what really bothered me was that I felt like we we got along really well, and I f- and I felt like we connected, and I also feel like who I am as a person is not because I do this, this, and this. It's like, I just felt like in a way I was like, oh, I thought we were like maybe seeing each other, but then I guess maybe me sharing what we do um, and what I'm interested in then just became like, I guess I'm playing back our our play date, um, which is funny because I keep thinking it's just me and her and not two children as well. But I'm, pl- I'm playing that back and I'm like, oh, what did I say that then she probably wanted me out the door but was just being polite, you know? So I guess those are the things where I feel like I was in a, I was in a false scenario. Um, there wasn't... Well, there's are a lot of teachings though. Like the real teachings are often shrouded in fear anyway. Unreal teachers are shrouded in fear. So if you, you gotta look at, cause I see the attacks on teachers really got, it's really been ramping up. And that's always been the case throughout like all of teacher history. Um, I think that overall even christ (laughs) well they turned out they thought maybe you know hanging them nailing them to a cross or whatever yeah like so there was a little resentment going on they did attack christ um but you know they're often like really powerful teachers become demonized because people's like lower self, if you will, whether it's a manifestation of insecurity, just disconnect, their sort of devil self runs rampant and then demonizes anything that is going to advance their growth. In particular, a spiritual teacher. The teacher, you know you have a teacher if they actually confront you, you know? Um, so you confronted her, she's uncomfortable. Mm. So you were actually teaching her, but now she's scared. And then her own petty, insecure ego things, um, label and create, I've created a whole narrative about whatever satanic new age mumbo jumbo you're doing. Right. Um, as the narrow path of Christ. I do find it interesting because I don't, I see it's so many of these spiritual traditions. I'm like, what are people doing? They're not, I don't see practices. I even like you read the auras of, you know, certain like really strict and yeah, you wear the costume and maybe you say the prayers, but, but I think a lot of these traditions need some sort of form of yoga. I've seen like Christian monks and they might spend the day in contemplation and prayer. But they're not moving their energy. It falls flat, like going to a church a couple times that I've been, I'm like, man, what dull, like what a dullard. Yeah. Right. You're not like you're, and then this is what I always say. Religion is the celebration of somebody else's spiritual experience. Now, spirituality though, unfortunately, which is your own spiritual experience, but nowadays it's just, you know, that's sort of the downfall of the Aquarian age, whether people are you know, intentional charlatans and, you know, deceivers. I think that people just hodgepodge, you know, I make an Instagram post for 90 seconds 
That's it. That's their That's the whole deal. Which I don't know how people can even retain that if not, if you're not. I mean, I've been with you for like almost 20 years. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Like, what, eight years? I don't know. Every um, time you tell me it's way longer than I was thinking. 500 years. Um, but even, even still, like I have to, I have to remind myself even, you know, I, I literally have like drawn out the Hebrew letters to like match with the tarot cards for literally more than like seven years. And I still don't have them memorized. And maybe that's just because I'm an idiot, (laughs) but I feel like if you're looking at right now, the attention spans and someone's just taking 90 seconds and maybe that's, maybe that's what they need. So but going back to because we we had gone to a church in town they had um this little uh, caroling concert and one thing that i have to say that is that gets lost and maybe that's where that people really um there's like a void in in like a spiritual practice versus versus religion is this place of worship i feel like when you walk into a church you're in this there's there's immediately this reverence Um, but then some of it, you know, we're sitting there for like an hour and then I realize I'm like, everyone's really old and what's this church going to be in 50 years? Is it just going to be like a site that sits empty? So you wonder like, will these institutions actually last past the silent era and the baby boomers? We'll see. But, um, I think that that's something that I would, that I can see being very appealing for people is like going to the place that where they and they have their own tchotchkes you know <laughs> like like the beautiful stained glass the statues well i bought that incense burner and that um religious i love that, that in catholic, boston yeah that woman there was really sweet too. catholic uh, shop whatever floats people's boats yeah. and works and i don't like for a lot of people i think society becomes in a way a better place if more people whether not everybody on the planet is going to be like, I want a hardcore disciplined monk level practice. Um, that I mean, that's not for everybody at all. But I feel like, I mean, we have to lay out. We seem to have probably less crime and less weirdness and less confusion just when maybe more people were participating in, in something. You right. know, I mean, we live in a culture that Christianity was has been the dominant uh, religion or whatever practice. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just seems more and more and more disconnect. Um, and then I also do think at the same token, as much as I like to harp on it, it's also good that there's this growing interest in the quote, new age, even though these are, are very old practices whether it's yoga, tarot, astrology is ain't literally ancient. People are like, it's a new age practice. Like it's an, literally an ancient practice. Right. It's much older than uh, Christ, right? Tarot, like, so it's, <laughs> it's just crazy to me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. People are searching. I think it's important that more people step up to the plate, but I think it's important to take up a, a path, take a discipline and, and, and do it and take it to a further level. And there's a lot of options out there, you know? Um, and again, it's not for everybody, but there is this weird movement of, of Christ. Then I was like, maybe it is, maybe there is a second coming. Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking a lot on, um, 
just like all these like Piscean age biblical and now with this war in Israel, it's like we have these old Piscean age religious structures. Once again, it's like battling it out, you know, and I think a lot of this, not to sound detached and too removed, but you sometimes you got to look at a bigger picture. And um, I really feel these are the last throws of a dying age. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, it is interesting that Judaism, though, and I know rabbis, you know, there are teachings that talk about, you know, the magic of the ancient Egyptians, pre-dynastic Egyptians way before some story of Exodus and all this stuff. But this, like, all this attention on the Mideast and and biblical times really has me thinking. You're like, oh, how small. I used to, like, kind of the little bit of Bible stories that I know. It seems like this ancient, ancient time in these mythical lands. And you're like, wait, this is a couple thousand years ago. This is a little stretch desert. These are the things. Mm -hmm. And then that the God is so involved it's like the most geocentric consciousness that like just this god and this fight and this devil and this fight for humanity yeah i feel like it seems so oddly ego driven it's like this planet's like a little speck of nothing and yet these religions go through these great wars all based on these teachings of some God that is completely obsessed with just the ongoings of planet Earth. Right. And when you kind of step back and think about it, it seems ridiculous when we have a vast expanse of an infinite universe. Yet, like, the battles of, of Earth are what, that's the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't really think you'd go that <laughs> It's pretty, I mean, when yeah, when you put it that way, it's like, we are just like these little specks. So what We're is just dust in the wind? Just dust man. in the wind, man. Um, yeah, but that's like you're like, oh, you're reading. I'm reading biblical stuff because I was also looking at the gematria and interesting timing of all of this. And um, it's like those religions keep talking about gods that seem to be obsessed with the little workings of the little little old mankind. Yeah. Like that it seems really inflated and disproportionate to me. Yeah, it feels like two dimensional. Like you can't see outside of the words on the page or read between the lines or apply it to now, to the evolution of consciousness. Um well yeah, but we're in a different time. We're in the Eon of Horus. These yeah. old religions are 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 inherently um, they're going to become more and more relevant because it's just an outdated spiritual system. The magical belief and teachings are that spiritual systems, spiritual technologies, adapt and evolve, right? And um, when I discovered Kundalini Yoga. What I really resonated with is that, oh, there was awareness of that as the system, as a technology that is evolved and adapted for these evolving times. Magic is very aware of that, right? So there's old formulas that work at one time. 
there's old systems of magic that work at one time and the teachings can still be relevant but everything has to be adapted and upgraded and we're in the cusp of these upgrades and now here we are thrown back also remember to get your personal numerology report all of us are having an eight year that's the collective planet so that's like the the um it's almost like the weather forecast, right? Like the whole planet's having a, a summer day. Um, but your personal numerology is guiding you more specifically. What do you need to do this year and um, how to utilize it? I'm personally having a 10 year, which is all about um, being seen, putting myself out there, kind of um, like star power, if you will. And it's a big energy. It's my radiance. Um, so I know that my lessons in this high energy eight are going to be even more impactful if I put myself out there and use this momentum and high voltage of eight. Gina, for example, is having a nine year, which is subtle and sensitive energy. It's very attuned. It's very refined, um, but it's acuity, the master of all systems. So she's going to harness this eight energy, but she's going to use it in a way that's more subtle and more graceful and sort of go behind the scenes. Um, so knowing your, your numerology is really significant. Um, the feedback that I've been getting over the years and the tradition that we've created with this, um, is amazing. Um, and I didn't make this tradition up. It was passed down to me, but it was only a few years ago that I decided to share it publicly. The first time in my young neophyte, uh, to magic self, the first number that I got, um, was the number five. And it was all about a huge change, huge growth, um, and a lot of impact. So find out your number, get your personal numerology report. It is going to really help you out this year. Um, so I guess we still have to do our new year's readings. Yeah. Cause we should look back on last year's readings. You were so upset. Yeah, I was pretty upset about last year. But last year was actually a really great year. So I don't know. Maybe I didn't work through whatever came. Or maybe I did work through it. And I just like it didn't feel as as dramatic as well, it looked. I, if I, I don't remember the exact cards. But there was a lot of stuff in your, you know, a lot of. Eight the, of swords. A lot, lot of eight of swords. Well, okay. That's a good. It was in Hod. I was in Hod. Well, so that's a lot of thinking. Like the devil, the eight of swords. Yeah, but that's like stuff uh, the that's of in discs. Yeah, but that's stuff in your head. What yeah. I do love about tarot is it helps you say, well, this is what you're think like this is what's going on in your head. Like you maybe it's you got a new job, you do a reading about the new job, progression of events, and then you can see, oh, I'm totally like rattled and secure. I think it's going to be horrible. I don't know what I'm doing, and then you could look at the reality and it'll show, oh, no, you're going to be great at this job. And there's a confidence and success. You're going to get a promotion in six months or whatever the case is. Tarot is such a great tool to, like, decipher, well, what's going on in my head that may not be connected to reality? And then here's reality. Right. You know, vice versa. You might be going into a job you think is going to be the best thing ever because it's, like, something you fantasized. And then it turns out it's like, oh, this wasn't what I thought. You know, I think we've all experienced something like that in our lives. But um, we have to do those 
those readings, I'm definitely been tuning into what I want to do with the 10 year more and the nine and your nine year. Um, but I am looking forward. Pluto goes into um, Aquarius again. When is that? The 20th of January. Oh, wow. Okay. But then it dips back. David Lynch's birthday. You really have a photographic memory of birthdays. <laughs> Fellini's birthday, too. Um, he's a two. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I think he's a Capricorn, though. Uh, yeah, but I'm saying he's a two soul, yeah. which I like. Um, he, but Pluto Aquarius, this is where we're going to see a lot open up. I'm interested to watch, especially during an election year, but Pluto going back into Aquarius, which is open, right? It's the water bearer. It's like the, the you can't hide in Aquarius. It's like, here's the light. Here's the truth. Here, here it is. And um, it's interesting that last year, to me, one of the most significant reveals was um, the Twitter files. Even though if Biden's you're dementia. <laughs> Biden's dementia, well, that's just obvious. But um, the Twitter files, yeah. And then, of course, I don't know what who the media like. They're like, it's nothing burger. It's a nothing burger. Um, I really wanted to go to that talk in uh, Park Slope a few oh, months ago right. with Matt that? Taibbi. Yeah. I almost would have just it's driven like for the day. Town hall. Yeah, he was like that. Email was so scathing and brilliant, but. Um, I mean, the, the facts are there. So I, fi- and these are things that I really find interesting. It's just the, and very important is the free speech. Cause fundamentally once that is done, then like people are against it now because they don't want hate speech, hate speech, America's white supremacist hate speech. But like people have, no- it's amazing that people are so short sighted now and have historical amnesia. So you change laws and you're like, we can monitor and we'll track everybody. We don't want hate speech, but then somebody else is always in charge. They don't cut, they don't pull the power back. Right. Right. And so, so much is going to, so much more is going to get exposed, but it's interesting now that all of those Epstein court documents um, are now released as of recording this. And I think more is coming out because some people manage like John Doe 130 or something managed to get like his name or her name or whatever, not released, but this is Pluto and Aquarius. So much is coming out, but so many people are just conditioned to think everything's a nothing burger, right? Right. The media and lockstep is like, just because someone's named on that list doesn't mean it's not evidence. It doesn't mean, but these are like actual legal court documents that people have been sentenced to like major jail time for. But this isn't about Epstein. Cause I'm not like other than some good memes now of Stephen Hawking. I was wondering, I was like, people are being really mean to Stephen about Hawking. Stephen Hawking. And I had no idea it was on the list. Cause it's like, why is everyone like picking on this guy? I don't get it. Those and then, memes. Uh, I just, yeah. what I need is 2024 better be a year of great memes. It will be because for sure. with Pluto and Aquarius, so much is going to come out. Well, and I think so much that's unpredictable, but the Ep- Epstein thing, I don't care. I'm not in the like, oh my God, Epstein, Epstein. I just think it's interesting that that astro- that astrology aspect is becoming so relevant and that the water bear, here's, it's all about yeah, we're like in revelations. the shadow territory of it. 
Well, it's everything's going to be revealed, or a lot more will be revealed. Well, it's interesting because uh, what I know of Pluto and Aquarius, um, or going into Aquarius, it keeps retrograding back into Capricorn, and it's going to retrograde back into Capricorn before election season, or before the, the day of the election. Yeah, it's going back. It hits Pluto. Uh, but sorry. I never thought about it. It's going to be in Aquarius during the primaries. Which I already feel like people are, everyone, like all the courts and all these different states are trying to like, contr- and you know, the the parties that be, like the DNC, the RNC, they're all trying to control who can actually be on the ballot. Oh, well, and that's it's like, insane. But I'm like, that's so, that feels so Capricorn to me where I'm like, I hope that Aquarius, like I hope everybody's on the ballot, everybody, like everyone that's running on each and like that you see at those debates. Well, I'm voting for Stephen Hawking. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying like, I hope that the water bearer, the floodgate, floodgates open and that you can actually at least, at least like have the illusion that there's a democracy in America and that you can vote for somebody in the primaries that you've maybe donated money to, um, that you support their campaign. Well, it's very... Even if you know that they're not going to win, I'm just saying, like, I want to be able to have that option. Otherwise, I'm just going to go full-on non-voter. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people are like me, where they're like, it doesn't matter anyway. Um, I think more and more, but the fact that a few individuals could decide who is not going to be on a ballot, who's like, you know, Trump, for example. I mean, this well, Marianne is... Marianne Williamson, uh, there's a couple other candidates from the Democratic Party that aren't on the ballot oh, in like yeah. well, the most DN- states. The DNC, I, t- I mean, I didn't... RFK uh, as an independent isn't on ballots in multiple states. I know, but... Even, but Trump, who's the clear front runner oh, yeah. for the Republicans, the fact that a few individuals, or in, in the case of Maine, one woman could say, well, no, right? Uh, this is really dangerous for America. And if you're someone who's listening to this pod and gloating internally, and I know you're there, and I know who you are, <laughs> oh, look at that, Trump the insurrectionist, you need to, like... The problem with Trump is that people are so short-sighted that they will throw away all American values because they've been con- somehow convinced there's dictatorship. Right. And um, that's really, really scary to me. And the free speech laws are really scary because like, it, we just think, okay, now like good guy Democrats, inclusivity is in charge which they don't give a shit about. Like Biden's historically the one of the probably the most racist. The guy's a fucking asshole. <laughs> like he's really an asshole. Yeah. And um, especially if you watch those older clips when it was he's like an, actually he's a Biden. Ra- <laughs> like he's a legit racist asshole. Talk yeah. about just entitled rich white man. Yeah. Like you're really numb to reality. But you know what we're gonna now like we'll just take him off the ballot because it's clearly he's incompetent or something. I mean, Trump can suck a bag of dicks and and not even like nice dicks. Not like like you know like baguettes. Oh we're you know, a go nice there. <laughs> Yeah like a nice crisp yeah. paper bag of baguette dicks but like a, a just like a trailer I'm my eyes. like a trailer park of like chicken gizzards like oh, out God, of an old freezer Rem. that's I'm just saying that's what he can Come suck on. but <laughs> but um the fact now there's like a guy in Wisconsin he owns a brewery and he's bringing up a lawsuit to take Trump 
off a ballot. And I'm like, wait, so I think we should start a lawsuit here to take everybody off the ballot. Yeah. I think America needs to emancipate itself from any leaders. And just we totally. need a break. We just need some space, get our heads straight. We don't want to see anybody right now. Yeah. Just like, oh, I just got divorced. I'm not ready. Yeah, we got to go into you the know. hermit mode. Or just like people mode. Find I don't know. Within. So that's, I'm going to take everybody off the ballot. I'm yeah. going to find a way in Vermont. And they'll be like, numerologist starts lawsuit to take everyone off. Honestly, that, <laughs> that would make international headlines. Let's look into it. What can yeah. we do? I mean, Vermont has this great law that you don't have to be a resident of Vermont and there's no age um, requirement, like limit. To or, run for governor, right? Yeah, like uh, you don't yeah. have to be like 20 or an elite. You don't have to be a legal Like Isaiah adult. could run for governor. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll hire my dad to do the campaign. Yeah. So he comes I up mean, to Vermont more. Uh, your dad could run for I think your yeah. dad should run for governor of Vermont. That'd be awesome. You don't even have to live here. Yeah, that'd be great. Because that's usually you go from probably mayor to governor. Yeah. Because he told your dad told me that um, after his... Because I guess there was term limits for mayor. Yeah, you did two town. terms as the mayor. And that was Lawrence. like the limit. Yeah. And I I think he would have been elected. I probably he could still be mayor. Probably. Well, they wanted him to run for state rep, and then he just didn't want to do well, it. Well, what he told me is once you're the boss of something, you yeah. don't want to then. He said being like in the state, you know, Congress or whatever, you're not like now you're just trying to pass. Like, you're not the boss. Yeah. So you don't I think, get invited to Ted Kennedy's house for the mayors of Massachusetts. Yeah, you don't get to hang with uh, John lunch. Kerry. Yeah, and, and take a helicopter. his helicopter and yeah. destroy the environment. Exactly. Um, that guy's a, an ass too. But uh, I think he should. I think we should get your dad to run for the governor of Vermont. I think. I think he'd do it. I think because if you're governor, you're boss. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and then he can maybe I don't know. Well, we met that his friend. Help who, us get two more acres of land. <laughs> that's all we want. Just two more. <laughs> two acres and a yeah. couple of chickens. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. Our, well, I am grateful though that the abutting property is is, is a wetland now. Is going to be a, a just a nature preserve. Yeah. Because I did preserve. have like fears of development or at some point or a big hotel or something going right. in. Um, Vermont does not like development, but. Fortunately, now everything next to us is uh, is a nature preserve. Yeah. So that's a bit of a. Relief. I mean, I feel like so Pluto and Aquarius. I honestly feel like it's not. I think, I think everything right now is a whole setup to just gridlock the system in the older ways to make it really difficult to feel free and that you're. Like you're doing something that's moving the ball forward for history. I just, I think we're at this like, I don't know, even everything just kind of, there's like this plateauing in just energy. I don't think that, you know, that feeling when like Obama was running and then everyone was on board with this like idea of like a youthful, hopeful uh, non-warmongering America and yeah, then with, like um, reality set his, in. That Obey artist, what the hell's his name? Oh my god. What's his name? We've we, Tyler we, something. No, no, that's not Tyler. What's his name? Right? The obey. We run into him. We I used to know. run into him constantly in LA. Oh, like I'd no. see him three, four days at a row. Like in little mini Shepherd Ferry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fairly. Ferry? 
Anyhow, yeah. the Obey guy, that great yeah. art, the Obama posters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, yeah, the youth. Um, now the youth, God, that's terrifying. Like the youth, <laughs> like are so pumped up well, the, about the really youth is old, voting for a really old, old man. It's a yeah, geriocracy it's really... or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah, weird, everybody's man. really goddamn old. Yeah. At least RFK, you see him, he's doing push-ups and stuff and pull-ups. It's honestly, it's baffling to me because I'm like in another in another timeline. This guy would be it. People would well, be excited about him. Pluto He's literally ac- calling out BlackRock for basically like continuing the military industrial complex. I mean, anybody who's like a some level of populist is going to get taken out. That's what they did to Bernie Sanders. Bernie yeah. Sanders really represented a youth movement. I, I was sort of, I mean, I more or less fell for it. I wasn't that wrapped up in politics at all, but I yeah. was like, you know, I got to meet him and stuff. And Yeah, but he had like chutzpah. There was something, he has energy. Even he does. Even he kind of lost it, cause he, but like he still does. Well, because now you live in Vermont and you realize what the hell is he even doing? Like, yeah, we got a letter in the mail, but then I th- from him? recycled it. It was like what, was what I've been up to, but I was like, whatever. Wait, you didn't. You saw you, it. Well, I didn't understand that. Was that what do you mean? I saw it. I glanced no, but it in you'll the ask me to save eye. something, and then it's like in a pile somewhere for months on yeah, end. Just because I don't work on your <laughs> schedule, Gina. All right. Well, if you had told me, here's a letter from Bernie Sanders and what he's been doing, I would have looked. I would have read it. Mm, okay. Who was it addressed to? Resident. Resident. <laughs> Resident Evil. <laughs> didn't you work with like producers of those films or something? Yeah. Um, I didn't even know those films were that big. They I know the huge. know of the video, but isn't it's a video game? Yeah, is it a film first, then a video game, or a video game video game and first, and then a film? So it's it could like be a book or a comic book first. Oh man, I don't a know. Graphic novel. Graphic novel. Yes, yeah. get it straight. It's a graphic novel. That's like the literature of comics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's probably like I'm sure there's schools that teach now graphic novel literature, yeah. not just like how to draw them. I mean, I am whatever interested people interested in those into. those elephant and piggy books, and I want our friend who is a professional illustrator to actually tell me whether because I feel like it's it's very simple the elephant and pig, but the facial expressions and like the little like the chaos that happens around them when they're feeling that like invokes emotion, um, it's so good. And I well, think, illustrators but it are looks different. so simple. So I was, I'm just kind of interested in what our friend would say about that. But our friend, illustrator, Carrie, well, or well, he's a cartoonist. He? Cartoonist. That's very different. Oh, sorry, cartoonist, friend. Well, one thing I learned knowing a lot of cartoon people is like, what is it? Um, sh- the peanuts. Uh, sh- what's like a Schultz or something? Yeah. I think. Um, I forget the first name, but Schultz is the guy who yeah. came up is with all the peanuts. I don't know. No. Uh, Charles, maybe <laughs> Charles Schultz or that something. That sounds nice. Um, anyhow, the peanuts, you know, Snoopy and all of that. Apparently, and now I like relook at if I see those, the 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 simple use of of little lines and stuff is that apparently he was really he's really renowned for the way emotions actually got conveyed in those characters, mm. um, and it is amazing how like cartoon imagery they, there's a skeletal structure that the, the level that goes in that the, the regular person may not know of the architecture of a character design and the and the way it emotes is really profound and apparently that's at least all my cartoon buddies 
talk about that. With... So look at the Peanuts cartoons next time with a different lens. Well, I've been because you know what we've just been on Mike Armstrong's YouTube. Mike, Ar- shout out to Mike Armstrong with all those whoever he is, all those West Coast trains. But um, yeah, are you? T- it's train videos. Yeah, it's all train videos. But then I'll see something and I'll say like trains for kids, and it's like it's like this really horrible animation. It's all computerized and it's like super flashy. And there's like all these jump cuts, which I read is really, it's overstimulating for, for a child with a developing brain to be watching all those jump cuts. So I prefer just like real life camera static shot. You see the train go, but I just feel like when we walk, like we've, we've turned on a couple of these things and there's like a weird energy that goes through. Like maybe it's just like, it's way too like we're in the phase of AI art (laughs) where it doesn't have that. I don't know. There was like maybe that simplicity that you get from those peanuts. I know that that's a comic strip, but like, I feel like something is like really off with all of that. I don't know what you've been watching. I don't want, I haven't watched. I I just watch trailers. I watch trailer. I go into the kids section sometimes and I watch the trailers and I'm like, all of this stuff, all the animation just feels off. We've talked about this. It feels like there's like some weird mind control coming through. Well, because there is. <laughs> I mean, kids are like having seizures, I think, watching and are bizarrely addicted to like Coco Melon or whatever <laughs> yeah. that shows. I've never watched it. I'm not going to. I'm not. I like, saw we don't it. Watch, I was having a seizure one day. <laughs> we don't, I mean, Isaiah's, we're not watching shows. It's rare. Yeah. And yeah. it's been the occasional times. And then he was sick for a while. And then it was like raining. Every and then day, I was and then, sick and yeah. you were sick. So there's like a time and a place. But the train videos, I think, are pretty all right. Yeah. And the original, like the Thomas from the 80s that are stop animation and narrated by George Carlin. Yeah, the miniatures. Um. The that's like it feels sweet and harmless and doesn't feel like there's any whatever behind like some sort of agenda behind it. The is he up? <laughs> well, to totally segue though, okay, <laughs> or back into Pluto Aquarius, yeah, is and I, I've said I say this a lot and I'm going to say it all year. Um, and just so you know, like Pluto on January 20th comes into Aquarius. But the whole year, what we're going to feel is this back, and we're going to feel just as much um, Capricorn, which is more about authoritarian control, and then Pluto is more about the people, if you will, uh, is more about freedom. Um, So that's why we see these revelations and more lies being exposed and things like that. Um, It will be a great year for misinformation because the eight is ruled by Mercury and Mercury's vice is lies. Right. um, And untruthfulness. It's virtue is truthfulness. Um, But the Aquarian energy is sort of the way I sometimes I put it is like the X. There's no more like, quote, experts, which also has a bad side because then everybody is like some fake expert. Like right. that's why I hate all this tarot crap and stuff in line or like numerology because everyone's just a fake expert. And I don't know what they weren't like handed down teachings. It wasn't taught it, but um, you know, what kind of also really gets under my skin now is like, especially when you listen to like wellness stuff or like life coaches slash wellness leaders, it's like, the, the need to have um, experts come in and scientifically prove, like, oh, the obvious. The Getting, worst. Like, sleeping's good for you. 
Like, I know. Uh, meditation clears the mind and helps you feel more centered and is good for your well-being, right? Drinking water is helpful. Oh when God, you go outside and it's raining, you'll get wet. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> but I see some of the oh most, like, excruciating. And I have to say, I think it's harmless, but it's like... I'm just, this is my personal gripe. It's like so excruciatingly boring, but I think that's rooted in an in a insecurity. Like I don't need to prove numerology. Like I don't right. need to prove astrology. I don't need scientific, I don't need a scientist, right? I don't need to prove anything. But I feel like when you're trying to prove, oh, meditation through science, and there's been studies and sure, it's, it's somewhat like cool, duh. No shit. Um, but also, when it comes to these more mystery teachings, the second you try to prove it, yeah, like you're in a way you're debasing it, and then you're the the consciousness sort of really lowers, and then it's like, oh, I have proof. When more of the idea is a practice of the mysteries is mysterious so your consciousness expands in these ways that cannot be proven um but this like the proof thing of i don't know i feel like there's a i don't know if it's like a psyop like hey people like get out of bed early if you want to sometimes you just have to get out of bed or do your laundry or whatever um and now i have science to prove why that's good like here's a scientist talking about getting out of bed or getting enough sleep I know. And then talking about like the neural pathways in your brain. Yeah. Exactly. And it's like the neural pathways of washing dishes. And honestly, you just have to know a cup. You just have to listen to a neuroscientist and take a couple notes and phrases down and then just parrot it in everything that is so obvious. Right. The neural pathways when you of your brain. fold your laundry and match the socks that, you know, you're like the neural pathways in your brain reset and you have to do it for 12 days because 13 days is what makes a, a no, i think habit. a pattern is 28 days all right yeah but well just... magic is anti-habit though because then when you're doing things out of habit you're you're lost you're like you're not conscious so it's actually habits are a form of possession right and I also... now you can get into a positive routine right but a habit is possession I think in a way what's also infuriating is that it's so it goes back to like the fake deep and oh, it's yeah. like fake deep we're gonna I want to all year talk about fake deep yeah because we gotta start pulling clips I know but you have like you've got all these quote experts telling you things that are super obvious well they're fake experts deep about how to live your life to the fullest. It's people with Which these, is honestly such a fake deep but, line, like live it to the fullest. It's just like- Live life to the fullest, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, great advice, Gary V. <laughs> Still keep Speaking creating- of, Keep creating content. But I'm like, am I, did we just like go back 10 years? Cause I just yeah, saw- We're some, in 50, I just 50, saw 50 lame land. Well, okay, so Balenciaga, while we were away, Balenciaga had a fashion show and it was like Erewhon sponsored or Kim Kardashian showed up with two big brown Erewhon bags and then Erewhon became this like hot topic and then Gary Vee posted like you know he he references that moment and he's like you know health is going to be big it's going to be big I'm like eating healthy is going to be big I'm like dude like, <laughs> where have you been like yeah, you're a little are late. you just recycling you're like a little late to the table the health 
clean forty-two dollar smoothies gonna be huge. <laughs> clean eating, yeah. Try to sell a forty-two dollar smoothie at Shaw's, or unless those chemtrails are popping off. To, I don't know to, if it's that clean. Go to Shaw's in Vermont <laughs> and try to sell a forty-two dollar smoothie with deer antler, cordyceps, which I do like that drink though, the brain tonic. Um, it's deer antler, cordyceps couple of other little mumbo jumbo herbs and spices and whatnot. It probably is like $40 now. Um, Erwin, I commented on that post. I was like, I worked there for $11 an hour and I knew my stuff. Like if you work in grocery, they didn't, nobody knew anything. Right. But like when you work Vitamins. in supplements, you, I, I had to know so much for $11 an hour. Um, which granted, it was, it, it was my choice to take the job. Yeah. But, um, like, it, it's funny that, well, I, I take that Erewhon bag out to the farmer's market here and it gets recognized now. Well, yeah. It's like my fame bag. I know. I wish it were in better shape because then we could do like a reenactment. I literally <laughs> may buy one online. <laughs> it's probably really expensive. Yeah, but worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> There's a Balenciaga Erewhon bag. I mean, I do. I also loved everyone that worked. Like, I would like to go to Erewhon and get a $20 lunch box and then a smoothie for $11. Like, I, you know, it, it does. There's. What were you drinking for $11 even then? Maybe it was $20. I don't know. Their Erewhon smoothies aren't good. Earth Bar is the best smoothies. Yeah. Earth and they Bar were really about $11. I like the blueberry smoothie. Chocolate Supreme. Oh, yeah. That one's good. It was really good. And that's where we met. I was all about the blueberry one. But Erewhon was also our neighbor. We lived. We literally lived at Erewhon. Like, that was our neighborhood. Not even, like, kind of near our neighbor. That was our. But I bet market. if we go there now, after that Balenciaga moment, it's probably so excruciating. Well, it's all those like unnecessarily neurotic, pretty girls that all have like verified Instagrams, but you have no idea who they are or why. Yeah. And somehow they either briefly worked in fashion, PR, marketing, or um, maybe they modeled for a second. And they're like, everybody's sort of generic, attractive. They all have a lot of side boob. Yes. And um which and then I they just linger side boob. Um I, I hey, I'm side look. boob away. Like yeah. you think I have a problem with that? Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean I was working at there. Um but yeah, I don't like know, I prefer like, it to cleavage. I think it's I think it's more No, there's more it's side. It's more like sweet peekaboo moment. The side boob? The side boob, yeah. There's a, LA has tons of side boob. Nobody yeah. really does cleavage. No one does side boob in Vermont. No. Do they do cleavage in Vermont? I don't know. My tits are always out. Wait, you're doing Vermont cleavage? No, I'm just always nursing in Vermont. Public. Oh, yeah, Vermont. And now That's now all Isaiah's it's like just... a, he's like a big boy. So I think I, I'm noticing like people sort of give me a double take when I nurse him. There's no side boob in Vermont. <laughs> um, Isaiah, I don't think he's taller than – I think that he is – maybe more consciously developed and yeah, i'm not think saying he's like three and then he... yeah because he's like talking and stuff <laughs> yeah yeah um so that's i think that's why but i don't want to be that my kid's a genius <laughs> yeah. you know jeff foxworthy did a good routine in like the 80s on that like everybody thinks their kid's a genius and it's like airplane airplane they're like c's genius yeah well that was like that david sedaris uh short story that we listened to 
over the I yeah i didn't like, like over that the winter break. i know even though was, i do love him yeah yeah well because he talks about kids but oh i wanted to touch on something too that i think is inspiring about the eight energy which you know also check out the work like i get into really cool things like the numerology of the red cow <laughs> yeah uh and how the caduceus one speaking of side gives boob, you the double d's <laughs> the double the d's Dallas, don't oh, reveal too much but it's the uh binder of time mm. so the boobs the, the side, boob, boob, side binder boobs of time. binder of time double d's yeah that's more of a cleavage boob probably yeah. this is a boob cast now um what the hell was i talking about oh because it is eight <laughs> is ruled by mercury which is a great energy for learning um so i think this would be a great year to learn like if you were thinking of taking some type of classes or picking up a new hobby or a new discipline or whatever sign history up for the history class or going back to school yeah well definitely sign up for patreon but it's a good year i think for for learning for engaging in activities that uh, use your brain and start thinking of your brain and your thoughts and your ideas as a powerful resource and then you know get out of where it's just an idea and start making those i think that will get a lot of brilliance a lot of epiphanies you know a lot of eureka moments this year the key is okay let's let's turn those let's take take something and turn it into reality but i think learning i would um we didn't even get to our ins and outs or more or less, but okay. I say more learning, less sort of just consuming. I like that. Um, so I say sign up for classes. I think, well, I got to talk to the schedule about it with you, but there is that creative writing I kind of want to take. The schedule you know? is separate than me. You talk to the schedule. <laughs> yeah, that's talk how about it works. the schedule. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, no, I completely resonate with that. No, you should you should absolutely take that course that you want to take. And I think it would be, um, you know, I notice... A book. Oh, a book. Yeah, Isaiah wants, See, he Isaiah loves wants to read books. books. Isaiah, I'm we've read like him to 15 read books tonight. today. Oh, yeah. I also, for the eight year, I want to befriend the crows. What do you mean? Why? For the raccoon outside? No. Oh. Well, you st- enough about that <laughs> raccoon. No, because crows are very smart they're brilliant animals and they come to our property all the time and i want to be can can i just make crow friends all right i mean you're getting dissed because everyone you're meeting is turning into a christian and they can't hang out the crows they're not gonna they're not gonna screw me over like that yeah um so i'm gonna be crows for christ yeah well crows from the new age here in this house crows from magic (laughs) um i want to befriend the crows Go for it. I didn't. I didn't know if there was something deeper there. No, I want crow friends. Okay, they're a bright, very smart, intelligent bird, and the crow and the raven can represent the intellect. So it's a really good eight years. This would be a great year to practice my animal communication. Okay, I support it. So creative writing and cr- <laughs> friend crow friends. I like that. You know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go some... back to my list. I think I want to do. I want to do the reading first, and then I'm going to. I need to regroup. I think maybe, isn't there a new moon coming up? The 11th. Okay. I think maybe the 11th is going to be my new New Year's new, Day. New, year, new moon. Yeah, new because year. I've just been breaking stuff, clumsy. It's um, never too late to I've have I've been a miserable. New... My it's attitude's ne- been miserable. <laughs> <laughs> you Thanks. can second that. Um, so I'm going to say, here's some things I have. Um, I'm gonna wear this. More writing. 
less talking about it, more podcasting, less dilly dallying, more money, less spending, more savings. Oh, I like that one. And then more learning, less consuming and consuming just meaning, you know, we still love shows and stuff like that, but it's easy to, to get into a rut where you could be sort of watching something or engage in something that you're learning. So whether it's through reading, but it's, it's such a, it's such a good year for that. So, and maybe you're listening and thinking of going back to school or going to school or whatever the case is, or you're getting certified for a new, whatever at your job, um, level up think of this year of things that you can apply your mind. I think it would, this is a great year. If you work in an industry that if you get a certain next level of certification, you get another pay grade. Like this is the year to say, yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I'm going to get certified in whatever. Like your mom was a teacher. She had to go through all these things and then get a master and then became a principal and then whatever the, you know, the level ups are. But right. level ups that involve, again, your mind and your ideas and your thoughts as a resource. I like that. Um, well, I kind of did a little podcast with Amy on the mothership uh, that's going to come out this week. But we talk about our more or less. And one of the things that I didn't mention was less 1984. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, which is an embodiment of like sense, which just basically means I think um, our audience Big knows. Brother censorship. Yeah, okay. They got know it, got it, got it. Means. Um, and then less polyester. I feel like. In How plastic, much? You're wearing polyester? No, I'm just saying, like, I feel like everything is like a microfiber. Like, I'll buy it. Even like that down blanket I bought, I was like, oh, it's called Pure Down. And then I, and it's like organic cotton on the outside. And then it's like, 95% natural fiber and 5% goose down. Oh, yeah. I down, was like, everything's a skim. You got to read the fine. Cashmere is like cashmere. 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 <laughs> I think I'm wearing a cashmere sweater right now. Merle. Cashmere. His old Jewish guy with the deli. Yeah. And, um, then, uh, and then, you know what I'm really into? I'm really into like formality. I want, I want formal invitations and announcements to things. I, I'm and for- I'm... I'm the person that doesn't make formal announcements. I've made, you know, like even the announcement of being pregnant. I wish I made different. I wish I did it differently with my parents or my siblings. Like, I'm just saying I want more. I think that we're really becoming such a loose, casual culture. Loose losers. We're all loose losers. But it just bothers me. Like, I really want, I want formal announcements. Well, that goes back to, you're not allowed to say the word, you're not allowed to say the word mastery. I'm all for it. Let's bring back formality. I want that. Um, Because that breeds excellence. Yes. And we and are, standards. we are, we're great, but we have become, at least in America, we have no standards. Everything's 50 50, nothing works. And then you're like, well, I can't get a hold of customer service anymore. Well, what about that, that door that flew out of that plane? Oh, yeah. I don't 50, even know if I've, I, 50 50 world is hitting airplane mechanics now. That That's was bad. an Alaska Airlines plane that the window flew out. Thank God nobody happened to be in that seat. Oh like God. there have been cases of that happening, people getting sucked out of windows and dying, obviously. But um uh yeah, everything it's the the long COVID schlock is so real. So everybody I mean, especially moving into the nine year of twenty twenty five, you're gonna really need formality and excellence. And um I think there's something to be said of having things being more 
proper, more prestigious, and more elegant. Um, yeah, no, I I feel all of that. Um, so I was going to say, I think what's nice about having my personal number be the number that we're about to go into is that I already get a little dose of, I already like have had my own personal experience with it to then enter the arena of that number. Like last year in our seven year, I had a personal eight and now I'm like, okay, I'm in, I'm in the eight arena. I've got it. You know, I, I get a sense of, I've done, I've done a lot of the, the groundwork already. Um, yeah, I'm kind of glad. You know, it's funny. Well, we'll see. I think a lot of people are inspired for the eight year. The seven year, you know, everything I said, even like overspending or where did you get seduced? I mean, we definitely had a lot of output this year, but it's still just like we literally didn't have furniture. Like we needed a new stove, wood stove, which is a major investment. Yeah. And then we literally... We didn't have couches. Yeah. So we had to buy couches, a few things. Like we didn't get extravagant. What I do feel though that I sort of overspent on was in time, meaning I, it just took more time. Right. It definitely worked a bit less this yeah. year. So that's less, turns into less money. So that's where the money was spent. But I think just it seemed reasonable to just have a little bit of a mellower year. Totally. Um, but this year I'm like full gung ho and I don't want to spend it. Like I don't, I don't, there's nothing that I want. Right. Like we got the cow, we got to put towards building out the, the office. This is a high energy year. Um, and it's a good year for investing in things that are going to add to your life. Whereas the seven year was good for investing in niceties. Like, okay, we got the couches and things like that. Yeah, no, I, I really like this um this turning into like the intellect and studying. I think that I think that it's Well I'm trying to set it up so you're cool if I take this creative writing class which starts in February. Rem, just take the class. It's totally fine. All right. You guys heard it here. <laughs> what am I gonna do? Well, I don't in understand. case you get mad. Wait, how many that... days is it? Like three days a week or something? Uh, I think the live class is only once a week. Oh, and then there's yeah. other material you can do on your own time. Yeah, the only thing that it's like I know I know the way that you procrastinate. Like I know what your homework is, and then I'm like, like your, your last class, I was like, Rem, you have your your essays due this day, so I'm gonna give you the next five days to work on your essay because I know those three out of five days you're gonna need to shuffle around get every snack that you need to like feel like you've you're can you can finally focus you have to answer every craving <laughs> and then well, that's how and you, then you write. have to like clean you have to clean some you have to, space the that way, you never even you, the you way that the drawer I, you never open basically yeah the, well the way that i write is by doing everything else <laughs> yeah which um, i think a lot of writers do that so i was like i'm gonna give you the time and then and then you're like, oh, my God, I didn't know it was due tomorrow. Like, you thought you had a full week. And I was like, no, but I gave you those. It was in the schedule. And so those are the things that, like, when you say, can I take this class? It's like, I just need to mentally prepare myself. I just need to see your syllabus. That's my all essay I asked. was pretty Give right, me your syllabus. Though. I need to see the breakdown of the course so I know to put in the calendar. I got to um, – I'm going to retool that essay. The teacher – I really liked my teacher for that course. And – um, which was more of a memoir course. 
under the guise of walking, but that was just a, an exercise. <laughs> yeah, but then you'd have like homework, and you're like, I didn't know I had homework. <laughs> and like, not, and you're like reading it before class. So I know. I, just I had need to, to see the syllabus. I, I had think to that's write, read where a it's lot of infuriating on my end. Well, it was a lot of essay reading, memoir essay. Yeah. Um, I had to read a lot of New Yorker articles, um, but they were all articles about walking. But um, yeah, I want to take. I will do want to take that class, but I pulled off. I mean, I my essay definitely got critiqued. I like the teacher though. Is like, don't try to hand in a perfect essay because part of the course was getting it critiqued, workshopping it, and getting the insight. And so she was right. And I realized like, I definitely learned a lot about myself and my voice. And then you realize, Oh, with something it's with the restriction of say seven pages max, you're like, what the hell am I actually trying to say here? Like, what's the, the story, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, go learn some new things, which sign up for Patreon, and you can go much deeper into all of this. The eight-year workshop is still completely relevant. Learn, you know, how the eight ties into the magical wand and how that's a link to all manifestation and, and everything, the whole entire cosmos. Learn about the secret prosperity of the red cow. And, um, oh, personal numerology reports are still so relevant. We keep those usually till around the end of February. Yeah. Dep I just have to look at the moon cycle. Right. But, um, you know, so we do have a cutoff. I don't know the official date, but just order it now. Um, because knowing your personal number gives you so much more focus. Like you are already tuning in and thinking in things for nine. I'm already thinking about things for 10. Like for example, 10, putting yourself out there. I had my first real hit over a hundred, you know, because another account reposted it as theirs, but they tagged me and stuff and, and they weren't like trying to steal it. It's gotten like 300,000 views, which for me, that's been on the higher end. But yeah. the more significant thing is, Oh, going into a 10 energy right at the new year, like where I had something hit, you know, over a hundred thousand, like several hundred thousand views. I felt like just a sign of the momentum of that 10 energy. Yeah, it's a big deal. Like, it's pretty amazing how your personal, like how relevant your personal numerology is. Like every year I'm amazed because even yeah. last year, my nine. I felt like I'd sort of drifted. Like all, all my big goals that I wanted to tackle and, and ground in nine is not grounded. It's visionary. Um, so this is going to be my year to ground it more. Yeah. Also, you can uh, you can get all of these things with the 2024 starter pack. So it comes with a numerology report. The um, soon to be released the eight year video. workshop, and then there's a secret video, and you get free shipping. So I would recommend if you're just like, oh, I gotta, how do I tune into all this right now? Get the starter pack, and all of this is in the show notes. Um, yeah. So happy new happy year. Happy new year, y'all. <laughs> and our resolution is to get back once a week on this. Yes. Come hell or high napping. I, th I say we do some car potting. I like it. All right, if we have to. We got this set up. We could do it. It actually might be fun. Yeah. All right. Okay, bye. Later.